This is Susie Thorpe on Cambridge 105 Radio. As we know, Born Free, animal charity, passionate about wild animal welfare and compassionate conservation. Founded by Virginia McKenna, of course, OBE, Will Travers, OBE, and Bill Travers, MBE, in 1984, working tirelessly to stop the exploitation and, of course, the suffering of individual animals. Now, recently, they did a survey of the charity and they revealed 4,000 dangerous wild animals are in private ownership in the UK, and of which 60 67 of these animals are living in Cambridgeshire. Now, I caught up with Dr Mark Jones yesterday from the Born Free International Wildlife Charity, and here he is. Is it very remarkable to have found 67 dangerous wild animals residing in Cambridgeshire? Well, thanks very much for giving me the opportunity to talk about this issue. I think it is uh, quite incredible, and I think many of your listeners will find it unbelievable that in this day and age, so many dangerous wild animals, uh, and in Cambridgeshire, these include uh, quite a number of saltwater crocodiles, a Nile crocodile, a Mississippi alligator, ostriches, servals and savannah cats from Africa and several monkeys are being kept in uh, people's homes and in private ownership. And that's the tip of a very much larger iceberg when you look at the, the picture across the, the whole country, across England, Scotland and Wales, where we found almost 4,000 animals that are considered in law to be dangerous wild animals and therefore require a licence being held by private individuals. I mean, that's what I find quite interesting, actually, Mark, is that these these have the ownership of these animals have been granted licenses, haven't they? So this is extraordinary that these are wild and exotic and some of the time dangerous, and yet they've been granted license. How is this something that you're trying to change? Is this part of the reason of doing this survey is trying to legislate this and be a little bit more efficient in how we grant ownership of these particular animals? Absolutely. Uh, I mean, you know, these 4,000 animals, as you rightly say, are animals for which licenses have been granted under something called the Dangerous Wild Animals Act. Now, that was a piece of legislation that came into being in about 1976, and it's never been substantially reviewed or revised since. When it came into being, Lord Chelwood, who was a member of the House of Lords at the time and a proponent of the legislation, said in future the keeping of dangerous wild animals by private individuals should be made a wholly exceptional circumstance. But that's clearly not what's happened in the intervening years. We've been monitoring the situation and collecting data on this since, uh, since about the year 2000. And over that two decades, we've seen something like close to a 60% increase in the numbers of dangerous wild animals that are being kept under license as exotic pets in people's homes. Bear in mind as well that these numbers are just the animals for which license are required. It's likely that many more wild animals are being kept without licenses, either because they don't require a license, because they're, they're not a species that are on the list, or because people simply ignore the licensing requirements and keep them illegally. Um, so there, there's, you know, these are likely to be, these figures are likely to be just the tip of the iceberg. And to give you some examples of animals that aren't on the list and therefore don't require a license, they include large monitors like Komodo dragons. They include constrictor, big constrictor snakes, numerous species of 
large birds of prey and deer and so forth, all of which can be potentially very dangerous. So there are many animals out there that are being kept quite legally that don't require a license. And we simply don't know about because, because there's no data, there's no official record of them. So yes, we're calling for an overhaul of the Dangerous Wild Animals Act and its schedule, but we're also calling for a much wider look at the whole issue of the trade-in and keeping of exotic pets across the UK. Why then, Mark, why do you think there is such an appeal to have such exotic animals, knowing full well that it's pretty it's pretty harmful, isn't it, to the animals individually and also to humans as well? But why 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 is this such an appeal to do this? Did you find this quite enlightening when you were doing the survey as well? The the data we've the data we're able to obtain through freedom of information requests from local authorities only gives us data on how many licenses they've issued for which species. We don't have um, details of exactly who who are keeping these animals. Um, so uh, you know we'd have to speculate as to what their motivation is. Um, and and personally, I I just don't understand why people have a fascination with keeping dangerous wild animals in their homes or in their uh, on their properties, uh, which could be a danger to people. And obviously, from our perspective as a, an animal welfare protection focused organization, we're really concerned not only for the safety of the people, but for the welfare of the animals. And, you know, a lot of these animals that are kept uh, as exotic pets are taken from the wild. So it's not only the welfare of the individual animals that might be compromised, you know, by being kept in people's homes. It's also potentially the conservation of populations of wild animals out in the wild where they belong. These are these are wild animals. The dogs and cats and the you know that we normally keep as pets have been habituated to living with people through hundreds, if not thousands, of years. But what we're talking about here are wild animals. They're not um, they're not adapted to living with people in people's homes. So they're going to be stressed. Um, they're going to be in the wrong kind of social environment for their species very often. And in in many ways that makes them you know first of all it means that they're suffering and secondly it makes them even more dangerous potentially to the people who are keeping them but what i, I find it really ex extraordinary that from the 67 dangerous wild animals in cambridge and of course we want to concentrate on the uk as well because it is a huge thing but if i just concentrate on cambridgeshire you, you say that there's crocodiles and there's alligators and ostriches and big cats, serval and savannah. Well, how are these how are these animals being transported into private ownership? I mean, obviously they're not indigenous. So where are they coming from? Again, it's a good question. And the data that we get from the local authorities doesn't tell us where the animals are coming from. Some of these animals, not all, may be the, the trade in them may be regulated by international regulations to which the UK is party, uh, the so-called CITES regulations and the, and the relevant national legislation. So if someone's imported a particular animal that, that's on, the, on, on those schedules, then they would have needed to have obtained a, an import permit. Some of these animals may have been bred overseas for, for the purpose of uh, bringing them into the exotic pet trade. Some of them may be being bred in the UK and to distribute, even though they're not indigenous to the UK, for trade in uh, as exotic pets. But all of these processes compromise the welfare of the animals and potentially put people and other animals at risk and the wider environment, because sometimes these animals can escape or sometimes 
and this is particularly the case with with some reptiles and so forth some of the smaller reptiles they can be released by their owners because they don't want to keep them anymore and they don't know what to do with them and they can then either suffer because they're not adapted to our environment or if they can adapt they can be a problem for some of our indigenous animals so this is a you know this is a problem whichever way you look at this this is this is a major problem uh, you know the, these animals come into the uk in massive numbers um and i, I think people who keep you know one or two exotic pets because they consider it a novelty or whatever perhaps don't think or don't understand what this means what this trade means for the thousands and thousands and thousands of animals that perhaps are bred or collected from the world that never make it in someone's home because they die in transit or they die where they're being bred or they die during capture and so there's a massive problem that's going on invisibly that perhaps people don't think about so you've had this survey you've conducted this survey you've found this very sort of worrying result what would you like the government to do and and another question i also want to ask you what do you want us to do as well as as a, as a population as people so let's just start off with the government what are you asking the government to do at the moment well, I think uh, there's two stages to this. First of all, we'd like to see an overhaul of the Dangerous Wild Animals Act itself and its schedule to, to, uh, uh, to make it more fit for purpose, um, because we don't think the legislation, this is legislation from the 1970s that hasn't been reviewed in over 40 years, is fit for purpose at the moment. Uh, so we'll be asking the government to completely overhaul the Dangerous Wild Animals Act and make sure that many more species are on its schedule. So at the very least, you do have to have a, a, a license and that license is meaningful in the sense that uh, the premises at which you're keeping these animals needs to be thoroughly inspected to make sure it's safe and to ensure that uh, other legislation like the Animal Welfare Act are being adhered to. But we're really calling for a far wider look at the whole issue of the trading and keeping of wild animals as pets in the UK. And uh, we're asking the government to, to review this based on precautionary cr criteria around whether you can guarantee that the animals concerned that the welfare needs of the animals concerned will be met that the trade doesn't compromise the conservation of, of the species concerned that there are no wider environmental concerns through release or, or whatever that, that we as we've discussed and of course that there's no uh, risk to public or animal health or safety um, and uh, when it comes to your second question, what can individuals do? Well, first of all, I would say if you're thinking that you'd like to own an exotic wild animal as a pet, please think again. These animals do not belong in people's homes in the UK. And if you're concerned about this issue, as I think we all should be, then please take the time to write to your MP. Look on Born Free's website, www.bornfree.org.uk, where we'll be running campaigns which enable people to engage with decision makers and politicians in order to try and persuade them that more action is needed to, uh, to regulate uh, this trade. Now, you've got a new TV documentary, ITV Con documentary coming up about wildlife animals in the UK. And of course, Born Free is not new to TV and it's been around the organisation since 1984, am I right in saying? It's a pretty substantial foundation and it's been around for a very long time. It's made huge, huge differences to the animal welfare. What are we, should we expect on the ITV documentary? What do you think that's going to be like for us? Well, because of um, uh, 
contractual uh, arrangements with ITV. I can't say very much about the documentary itself, <laughs> no but problem. just to say to people that it's one that'll be well worth watching. I think it'll, it'll make, make people think very carefully. It'll perhaps make people think twice. I hope it'll make people think twice about uh, um, aspiring to own exotic pets. And uh, I'm sure ITV will be releasing more information on its uh, broadcast dates very soon. Who'd have thought 67 wild and dangerous animals are living in private ownership in Cambridgeshire? That was Dr. Mark Jones, veterinarian from the Born Free International Wildlife Charity, talking to me about a recent survey they conducted and revealed 4,000 dangerous wild animals are in private ownership, of which 67 in the UK are in living in Cambridgeshire. This is Susie Thorpe on Cambridge 105 Radio.